me. Episode three, three, four. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. <laughs> This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many ways. The one we emphasize the most and that matters the least is Twitter. Trent, regardless, tell them about it. Yeah, use the hashtag NetHeads, not unlike an almost uncountable amount of people who have been using it to up their chances to win the Vector Robot. Yeah, that's right, Trent. Uh, You can do that with the hashtag NetHeads. Uh, Otherwise, if you're catching us live, uh, uh, we're on the Facebook, we're on the YouTube, we're on the Petri, no, not Patreon. I meant the Periscope, which is the Twitter one. Uh, and you can interact live with us if you catch us live, which y- you are right now. Uh, you know, Trent, I'm, I'm going to be honest, though. Yeah, I don't an- you, I don't anticipate us having a large number of uh, viewers today, because although we do have my little buddy Vector here. Yes, he, he, he snaps to attention when you say his name. Did you hear that little recognition sound? Although we do have uh, Vector available and ready here. We did actually give away uh, on the live, as I promised, on April Fool's Day. Uh, we gave away the vector. We we had a winner. Why can I suddenly not hear you, though? What did you do? Winner, you winner. Do? There you it's because I was there taking a drink and I didn't want you to hear my mouth noises. Because, uh, you know, not an ASMR video. But if you'd like to hear some of our ASMR videos, make sure to like and subscribe for more. Just yeah. kidding. Uh so who was it? Who won? It's it's funny you mentioned that, uh, Trent. I got to tell you that uh, one of the things that, you know, for all of the grief that the process did bring uh, with people saying how they couldn't use it or this and that, uh, as I ha- had wanted, the, the methodology, the system, the uh, giveaway software worked yeah. like a charm. It was literally one click so when i did the live um uh, i don't oh i can't show it because it's over here i i have a special tripod that has an adapter on it so that has a cell phone holder so that way i could just be live via that and then i uh i just did the flip around on the (laughs) sorry i'm laughing because i'm looking at the dashboard and metrics uh this week we've had 150 sessions we're down seven percent our page views are now down 15 percent uh, still, that's not bad. Eh. Yeah, you know, I'm not complaining. I still, it was yeah. it was the fun of the giveaway. Uh, so I was able to uh, click a button. Just said, pick winner, give me one. Uh, unverified people also won. Interestingly enough, the guy who won, he created his uh, account on the day that the giveaway started. Although, uh, 
I suspect it wasn't really him. It may have been his girlfriend. Uh, because she was part of the live on TikTok and she's like, oh my God, that's my fiance. He had 13 entries and I checked. They were all entries earned on the first day, never came back, total of 13 entries. And Travis Stevens, TM Stevens, I think on, on TikTok, he was the, uh, the lucky winner. So we did, Congrats, uh, Travis. yeah, right. And, and a good wholesome name, just like Trent with Trent and Travis you guys yeah. should have a podcast. I think it's Trent and Travis. Travis and Trent. We'd call it TNT. Dynamite. Sorry. Um, it's this. funny because uh, a lot of times whenever, you know, I get first introduced to someone and then later in that meeting or conference or whatever, they address me. It Travis is always the go-to. It must be the TR is my guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. That's the only thing you can think of. Uh, and, well, Trent isn't also the most common of names no. no definitely not like in in pop culture uh the only trends i can think of are trent Reznor and uh daria's crush in uh daria the mtv animated uh series those are the only two trends i know of very nice pulls the only other one that i fall to is trent the magician from piers anthony's uh xanth series i think is the name of it oh, i have not seen that yeah. uh the other one that came to mind is from swingers Oh, okay. Which one? Which one was that? This friend, call him Double Down. Oh, okay. Very good, very good. Uh, so anyway, it, it, and I have to tell you, uh, the giveaway itself too. Uh, again, a very rewarding experience because it was very uh, exciting. And uh, the only thing that I did do is I did draw it out uh, until we got one hundred people on the TikTok live. Uh, which the moment we hit 101, I'm like, all right, that's it. Boom, boom. Let's go. Let's get it done. Cause, and it was just nice to, to hit that target. So all in all, uh, it was honestly speaking a pretty good experience. You know, it was a bummer that it kind of, uh, crapped out for some people. But like I said, uh, we are going to continue the giveaways. We may just title it giving away Will's old crap. I don't know. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so uh, one of the things, uh, the next thing we, that I'll, I'll give away, I don't even know if there'll be interest in this, but a pair of Amazon Echo Frames, the first generation, um, you know, at least it's something you can tool around with. They they don't have prescription lenses in them, at least those don't. The ones in this case do, because I'm a nerd. The only thing I got to say, though, with the way they look, it kind of bums me out, because it looks like uh, I'm ready to go hit the casinos in South Florida when I put these on, <laughs> you know, I'm just missing my fedora from up there. I I wouldn't go that far. I think, I think they're rather stylish. You know, I obviously am a, am a fan of the thicker frames. Yes. Well, you know, that's because you understand that, um, uh, that when it comes to frames, size does in fact matter. I, I got to say, I do like, I really like my new frames too. I know we haven't really discussed them much, even though they are, Interestingly, a little bit heavier than my previous frames. They feel lighter. Uh, the only thing that I don't know how to get away from, and if anyone in the audience can help with this, uh, they do leave a rather nasty indent on the nose from the nose pads, like mm-hmm. like bruising. Mm-hmm. And and the only thing, the only thing I've really seen to counteract that interesting invention. It looks like a pair of eyeglass holders, but it actually is a weighted strap, so it lifts it off your nose just a little bit. And takes that pressure yeah. off. Counterweight. 
I was I was just going to say uh, you'd have to put more pressure onto your ears. Now, when you go into the optometrist, uh, whenever I get new new frames, uh, and even you know when I've had them for a while, I I go back in and I always have them just do a, a reshaping. I don't know what they do in the back, but it always blows because I've tried to reshape sunglasses and it ends very badly. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yours yours can do that without a machine and, and heating and, and molding. I, now that you mentioned that, I wonder if I was just able I mean, they did. Look, the thing is, I, I went to my prescription during the pandemic of things. So uh, the fitting wasn't exactly the best because I refused to take my mask off and they didn't want me to take my mask off. So right, right, right. that was part of the hindrance. But one of the things they did do, and for those of you listening to the podcast, this is a great visual. Yes, I know what I said. Uh, it, he actually did turn them uh, a little bit here, so that way you can see they do flare out a little bit to yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of align with the meatiness of my uh, dome. And and now that you mentioned it, I just went ahead and and applied a little bit of extra pressure to try and get a little more lift off the ear to see if that will uh, will will take care of it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Trent, the chat is alive and well on the YouTube. Uh, we've got uh, Evie and Zach and Michelle and Sean. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for uh, participating. Uh, we're talking frames and glasses tonight on Tech Talk. Uh, <laughs> not really. Uh, but that is one of the things that kind of bums me out. I'm hoping that is the easy solution. But I, I am at the point now where one of these days after lunch, I am more than likely going to be going back to the optometrist to do exactly that, to get a little shaping done, to see what we can do to alleviate it. Because hi. I've already, uh, hi, Amanda, welcome back. Welcome from TikTok. Um, uh, I have done everything I can to turn them in. And there, there, that's, I, I don't know that there's anything else I can do. Uh, so that, that, as they say, is that Trent, the title yes, of tonight's sir. episode, I already picked one in advance because why not? Sony PS5 me. And the reason why I picked that title isn't because I have a PS5. Although I wish I did, although my reasons for, very stupid. Uh, but it's because I like I have a Nintendo Switch sitting here on the desk. The only thing that happens is that my vector apparently is in love with it and obsesses about it and runs out of power either looking at it or himself in its screen. Not oh, sure. Okay. I, I thought it was, it was like, like, you know, like in love with it. Like, like it was trying to like make little switch, uh, vector, uh, machine babies. I want one now that you mentioned that. I want that. Kind of I, right? <laughs> I want that hybrid baby. I want yeah. the gaming system that can follow me and give me answers. Um, so obviously I'm not a really big gamer. Like, you know, I, I got this with the intention of doing more like, like getting into streaming on Twitch because, you know, I'm not neglecting my family enough. Let's take it a step further. Uh, but in this particular case, when I got the switch, it's because I was following an account on Twitter called uh, cheap ass gamer, something along those lines. And they provide great updates regarding trying to find a PS five or at the oh. time a switch. As a matter of fact, my entire journey on Twitter actually goes back to the Nintendo Wii because I joined Twitter specifically just to follow account, an account that provided updated information in your area because people were like doing a group chat collab through it. Sure. Saying sure. where and when it would be available. Yeah, which which I mean harking back to those 
glory days of live feed Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Where where it wasn't trying to guess what what was relevant to me, but like you could just follow, like, oh, I can see right now they posted, someone posted you, you know, and I could go pick it up. Yeah, or exactly. Back back yeah. in the day. So uh so I was following Cheap Ass Gamer and earlier today they were talking about GameStock posting up PS5 bundles. Uh, that would more than likely be available. I think at the time they were speculating maybe 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and and that's why it's because I can't believe that we are in. Well, first of all, I can't believe we're in April, but I can't believe we're in April and we are still having these PS5 stocking issues. Well, and it's interesting, too, because it's I, I almost wonder if it's just like all manufacturing in general. Um because just today I had multiple orders of uh, vinyl records that just arrived. I pre-ordered, you know, months, like months ago, and they all had very different release dates. But I, I just wonder if things are starting the, the gears of of uh, of entrepreneurism and capitalism are finally starting to roll again to where uh, manufacturing and, and distribution is finally starting to, to happen that's been on hold for so long yeah i thought it was a a parts and supply issue and perhaps an illness manufacturing issue but uh honestly first of all somehow even though there appears to be this gigantic demand and lack of supply within the same time frame as of february sony had actually sold more ps5s than they did ps4 comparatively at, at release time really yeah and that is to me because because the the hype around the 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 you know the the next generation of console wars i feel was so much bigger at the last release than it has been for this one i i would agree but you know they were still in competition with with xbox at the time xbox right. got its stuff out there but honestly everything i have read has said that the honest supply issue has just been that they didn't really anticipate the demand huh Interesting. How you could be smack dab in the middle of most people not leaving their goddamn house and not expect everyone to want a new gaming system? Well, especially after seeing the the demand for the for the Switch, right? You you should. Granted, I understand different products, different demographic, but the need that it fills is very similar. You know, you're right. You are definitely right. And and the and getting back to the Nintendo Switch of things. That, too, was a hot commodity item, but at least obtainable and definitely something that became very popular during uh, the lockdown. A lot of people wanting, I mean, honestly speaking, douchey me, I mostly bought one just because there was a demand and I had the opportunity to get one. Right. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it has paid off because the kids do enjoy uh, Mario Kart. So occasionally we pay, play that. But. You know, I'm also one of the, the the few people that still has the Xbox 360 hooked up to the TV and the kids are playing Just Dance 2018 still. Dude, uh, I it, it's funny because uh, just last week or no, last month, excuse me, um, for a long time, one of the best uh, uh, scrolling brawler games ever made, in my opinion, uh, the Scott Pilgrim video game was just released uh, across many platforms, including the Switch. But prior to that, it had a small window that it was available on the Xbox uh, 360 uh, store, and then it got taken off. And for years, people have been calling for it to come back. And I have kept my 
360 and working function connected for that game alone. Now I don't need it as much, but yeah, there, there's still a demand for some of those games that are out there that, that they just haven't ported to anything else. Speaking of demands for video games, I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently some guy back in the day bought one of the versions of Super Mario Brothers for their kid, a Nintendo cartridge, put it in their Christmas gift, put it in their desk, forgot about it. 34 years later, you know, what? however they value them, similar to comics, I think it had like an 8.9 rating or something, uh -huh. just sold for $660,000. I don't NIB know. NIB mint type, type can, like, so it was unopened. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit balls, man. Who the, who the hell is, I mean. I didn't read. I know I could. We always talk about this. We talk about the news in a fashion. It's it's we're 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 kind of like the people that read a headline and just pull the element we want from of it. Don't really read the article. And then we start spouting off our madness about it. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of like that here. We we will note the headlines and just go, God damn. Uh, but in this particular case, that one really like I'm 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 just going to speculate right now that it is either somebody with a massive nintendo collection or it's right. it's somebody uh that's uh around from the original development of the game or the like somebody with a, a, yeah. a big passion i don't know i mean like without without actually finding out any information let's speculate who do you think spent this kind of money oh man so it's it's really interesting because um i mean at that price point it's i think it's too high for a speculator to have picked it up for a resale um uh, and just out of my own, you know, uh, cultural influences, man, I see there are so many um, people my age who have come into money now. And that's that's the thing that they've chosen to collect. Right. That's what they're that's what they've uh, put their 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 hobby into. Uh, I, I think of guys like um, AJ Styles, a professional wrestler with the WWE. He is like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when it comes to collecting vintage and obscure uh, gaming relics, like like whenever they go to Japan, his his uh, uh, Instagram stories are just just him in like these you know really obscure gaming shops where he's buying like new in box Jaguar systems. Um, well, in stuff like that. Interestingly enough, because I have now actually looked, uh, it's an it's a it is the Super Mario Brothers the original. It was rated at nine point six on the. What? On the Scoville level? No, I'm sorry. That's the Hot Ones uh, spice thing. Uh, but apparently, oh, right. it, it, it is one of the ones, the reason, part of the reason why it it came in uh, so high is not only is it the finest copy known uh, to have been professionally graded for auction, but it's also one of the earliest copies of the game. Apparently, it was released in 86 with uh, one version of packaging, then mass produced in 1987 with different packaging so you know you and i and as the owner of a, a comic shop and, yeah. and as a guy who can appreciate limited run things it's like oh well that's why that particular cool. variant is desirable yep. yeah 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 especially if there's like a story right if there's a story as to why they changed the packaging that makes it even more valuable as, as people will now attach like some sort of cultural meaning to that specific version it's it's like when uh a, a comic they find something 
a, a problem with the printing or something in a comic, and so they have to reprint it or whatever. Uh, the 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 in the the flaw becomes more valuable than something that's pristine. Yeah, actually, if I don't even know if I still have it there. Oh, if I still have it, technically speaking, I have a DVD copy of Little Shop of Horrors that I convinced somebody at a Suncoast to sell to me. It came in, but they weren't allowed to release it because apparently either some of the extras or they it's because they included footage from the original movie, Little Shop of Horrors. It had some content that was not authorized for release, so they weren't allowed to sell it. As, as, as part of like the EPK within the, the DVD. Yeah, exactly. Some okay. bit of some extra within there wasn't or it was the black and white alt footage that, that that didn't run. It was something that they did not authorize either for license on the DVD or or something along those lines. So they weren't allowed to distribute it. That's the closest I have to anything unique. Aside from the fact of I think an amazing Spider-Man number 300 which is the first appearance of uh Venom perhaps uh in my garage, but you know that was never wrapped appropriately and like there was debris from a, a roof replacement in there and it's got some ink bleeding between the pages and stuff, sure. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh do you do you have anything that would be considered like a limited run, limited edition, rare? Uh I mean yes, but to such niche audiences that it will never have that much value. And 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 honestly, the as far as like and what that is 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 probably records um but it's all you know uh things that i've backed through like pre-orders you know if we get this funded we'll we'll press this many records and so you know it's it's a limited uh color of like maybe 500 records um that were ever made but but there's maybe you know I 400 can, people that ever wanted it i can relate a little bit i have this uh which is the plus one merica um, uh, podcast. Interestingly enough, on Some vinyl. Of the best art ever with with the homage to American Gothic right there. So good. Yeah, and uh, actually, in in the one horrible place to even store it, my garage, one of the areas that gets to the highest <laughs> temperature in the house. I also right, right. have the uh the first uh run of Tell 'Em Steve Dave's um podcast vinyl. Right. And I recently did, it wasn't warped last time I checked, but I did have to open it to find out because apparently there was like a limited edition run red colored disc and yep. uh, I did not have that just so you know. Yeah, that's, that's been a, a, a really cool in this kind of like resurgence of vinyl collection. That's been a really uh, easy way for people to, well, at least as far as manufacturers go and, and the artists to, uh, give incentive for uh, different pressings is that they'll do different colors. And then also for, for um, resellers to be able to quickly suss out which, which version is which just out of the, the color. I mean, you, you go back and, and start looking at like differences between like um, even like Beatles records, which were, was it stereo or was it mono? Cause the, the pricing resale now is so different that you actually have to like look for special like, insignia and stuff now it's just super easy because it's just a completely different color i you know and the one thing i haven't explored trent uh and and again it's uh, i'm amazed you know technology i'm coming to you 
for expertise now. Uh, how does one even go about acquiring the uh, a turntable nowadays to be able to play your oh. vinyl? Oh, sir, 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 sir. No, well, no, it's you know, it's sip now, Trent. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's different right. topic. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. Um. Yeah. So uh, for for gosh, I think I bought my first personal turntable in like maybe oh seven, and I just went to Best Buy. It was the one turntable they had, a Sony automatic turntable, um, USB turntable, and I've USB meaning that it if I wanted to, I could plug in a USB uh interface and and record you know versions of of my music i never did um and it was okay it was always just you know it was fine uh i definitely never thought that the sound was comparable to what i was getting digitally you shut your mouth you shut your stupid mouth right now thing here's the thing right okay and so i I was never one of those like fanboys that was like, oh, the, the the analog signal interprets the frequency the way it was meant to be recorded, blah, 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 right? Like I was always like horseshit because I can listen to, you know, a wave file and it sounds way better than what I'm I'm listening to through my turntable. Fast forward, what, 13, 14, 15, 16 years. And uh, I, I finally upgraded to a... Yeah, and, and what well, I can't say high end because a high end turntable is like two thousand dollars, right? So, so I would say a mid level turntable. And just this this week, I can finally notice the difference and say, "Oh my god, the analog signal is actually better." Um, and so, yeah, you go into a record shop now, you can pick up a turntable fairly easily, uh, especially if you're looking for you know just something you're not worried about that you just want the novelty of playing records or whatever. Yeah, you can pick something up. Super cheap, super easy, quick and done. Um, but if you're looking to drop some coin, do do some homework. And and on top of it, it makes it even more frustrating is that not only did you have to buy the turntable, let's say at $600, but now you've got to buy the, the cartridge and headset for it. So essentially the needle, um, which can range anywhere from 100 to just as much as you spent on the turntable. Then you've got to uh, get a, an amp or receiver to then power the sound that's coming out, and then you've got to look into speakers that will that are at the right impedance to, so that they will interpret the the sound correctly. Like it's a whole effing deal. Luckily, I've just kind of like piecemealed it together over the years to the point where I feel like I have a a really enjoyable setup now. But if if I if I look to get into it right off of the bat no way in hell i'd do it no way 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 too much yeah um by the way uh in the chat uh evie pointing out that almost every vinyl i pre-order takes five to six months to get to my house after the album street date and michelle pointing out i got a really great record player from best buy about a year and a half ago so apparently not as obscure as, as i thought it would be yeah and 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 now it's it is it's it's definitely a uh, an item that people carry now whereas even even just like 15 years ago, it was not something that, that you could just go into any, you know, electronic store and they would have in stock. Now you can pick up most everyone. And, and it is a great introductory uh, turntable, the Audio-Technica 120 USB. It, it's it's a good price and, and it works super, super well. And a lot of places, I think even Walmart carries it. So, you know, it's it's definitely accessible now. Who would have thought we would have been talking about vinyl tech? But 
I'm not yeah. surprised because I, I even remember uh, listening to a satellite radio show. And and at the time in my car, they were playing a demonstration. It was the, I think it was the difference of Stairway to Heaven. And it oh, was yeah. part of Stairway to Heaven. And they were playing the original vinyl recording, something sampled from the original vinyl recording and recorded into a lossless format. So, yeah, it's not losing anything uh, in the recording, whereas MP3 is a yep. it, it uses a specific codec. So it's a compressed signal. You lose certain uh, yep. parts of the sound and they showed the difference between it because basically, let's face it, Napster killed and ruined everything. Um so uh, the difference between the two, there are uh, people that listen to music today that are not hearing uh, parts of the original elements of the song. And so in that respect, like the only reason why I would get into a turntable is if I was able to get my hands on some nostalgia vinyl, if you will, uh, nothing reproduced, but like some of the old stuff. And then to be able to resample it uh, for playback and listening uh, locally uh, to be able to hear that, especially you know, the older I get, the the more the tinnitus is flaring in, and and man, oh man, uh, I, oh, uh, yeah. you know, every bit of sound that's good and quality is very very important to me because, you know, oh my yeah, I think about that a lot. <laughs> what? Especially when I'm editing video and stuff, and, and like, uh, I, like something sounds weird to me. I'm I'm always like, is this because like I have hearing damage? <laughs> <laughs> or okay i'm, I'm gonna listen to it through the monitors now take the headphones off okay that's not the and just try and troubleshoot it but it's funny because um i think we may have talked about this years ago but neil young was so passionate about neil young of of you know uh uh rock and roll fame um was so passionate about this loss in music quality he created uh, a short-lived uh digital media player company called i think it was pronounced pono p-o-n-o mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was which was aimed at playing like audio at the absolute highest quality but the price to get into one of the players was so much that no one was able to really get behind it and support it and trent i i believe it was an interview with him that i heard where he was talking about the loss of signal and the importance of vinyl and blah 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 okay. so which would make sense as as to why he would uh yeah, he would be behind it. Anyways, it's it is it's super interesting, um, and it's always interesting to me too. Like, uh, like with Bandcamp, for example, when you do buy a digital album, it'll give you the the options. How do you want to download it? Do you want it as an MP3 at, at this level? Do you want MP3 at this level, or do you want lossless wave? And I just think who 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 would ever want just the MP3? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like storage is a big problem anymore johnny well, you know, not, not, johnny q public would be man there because they don't know any better and they don't care trent true i guess yeah that's I guess why you're right but you see that's the other if i were to begin on that journey then that would also that's why i'm like i would want classic vinyl because like even yep. i'm not aware of the technology used in modern recording studios so because of that I would have lots of questions about the way the music was actually recorded as well before right. I would care if vinyl would be important to me. You know, how was it? Was it still digitally mastered? How was it digitally mastered? Was it in a lossless format? What was the equipment used to pick up the sound? Yeah. That type of thing. Well, and it, and it's not unlike uh, the, the digitization of film, right? Like, like whether you're getting uh, an actual... Uh, Blu-ray version that of of 
frame by frame scans from a print versus something that was just ran through a a, a, a codec uh, machine that digitized it from an analog uh, an analog signal. Mm-hmm. Um, night and day differences. Uh, to wit, uh, speaking of you know uh, famous people who are getting behind these old mediums, uh, Quentin Tarantino has invested a lot of money into. I can't remember which theater it is um, in L.A., but uh, a theater that is trying its best to only curate um, showings on actual film uh, so that people are, are, are getting the, the way it was meant to be viewed. I have been in that theater. It's the New Beverly Cinema, Trent. I think I was there for a screening of, um, I think, Red State, maybe. Okay. Um, but but that wasn't I, I don't think that was on a print, although there is a print of Kevin Smith's red statement specifically because I think Quentin wanted to be able to watch it uh, because it oh. had Michael Parks in it. So they produced a print uh, just to, for cool. Quentin to be able to watch it because dude's got, you know, a full on right. projector in his home, too. Yeah. Yeah. Man, anyway. how would it be? Well, you like you were you worked as a projectionist, have you not? Oh my gosh. I mean, not not directly, but way, way back in the day when I used to work at movie theaters, every one of the managers also had to be trained as a projectionist so that uh, uh, I, I think it was after they successfully busted the uh, requirement of a union projectionist to be in the booth. They figured, okay. hey, we'll teach these teens how to go ahead and manage film, too. <laughs> Uh, but that yeah, back then those were 35 millimeter prints. So yeah, at the time I was able, I, I knew how to properly thread a projector. I knew how to, uh, properly splice a, a piece of film in the event that the film broke. How do you get back into the correct amount of frames? What's the methodology? Yeah. And, and really, if you ever had to pay to, to actually, um, fix like 35 millimeter prints, uh, there's something very old timey about it. Cause there's a, literally a, a, a gate, uh, piece of uh, equipment that you would attempt to line, do the splice, and then lay down a, a, a piece of, you know, it, essentially you fix it with packaging tape. To be honest, I was just say, like, like, yeah, like, like, um, scotch tape. That's kind of what it is. It's kind of stuff. But, but yeah, back in the day, I did that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody always dreams of having a home theater. But honestly speaking. Oh. In this day and age, if I couldn't just like choose something from the digital library, what a phenomenal pain in the ass that would be! Oh my gosh, can you imagine? And and especially if it was on uh, a a print on multiple reels. So not only are you having to set it up to watch it, you can't just sit and enjoy it start to finish. You you've got to get ready to to switch reels and everything else. Oh well, that in that case, what you would do because uh, the cans would get delivered with the multiple reels and then like the projectionist would be responsible for assembling the print. So let me go ahead and connect. Uh, like let's say oh, it came oh, into three cans. Yeah. Let me hook up all three reels into one master spool to work from, which okay. is why we always had the excuse of getting an early screening. So that way we could do a print review to make sure it was okay. So okay, now, yeah. now you're watching die hard two days before release, but it's, you know, you got to do it at 2 AM in the morning, which is why it's only a game for the young, my friend. So, uh, Man, so so growing up, uh, the 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 one theater in the town I grew up in, super old theater, uh, built in like 1912, 
um but but very cool right like like huge screen extremely vaulted ceilings etc but it always like just blew me away when when we would walk in to go to the movies uh sitting by the front door they always just had the the metal cases that they shipped the reels in just sitting there and i was always just like holy shit it there's like there's like six of them and they're all labeled one movie is that is that what it takes to yeah. to show this it blew me away as a kid yeah and they're always sitting there because that's the movie they were showing and it's got to go back and the other one's already been loaded and they're like we ain't got room in our booth for this yes yeah exactly <laughs> but you know what trent one thing you do always have room for in your life getting clean am well, i right uh preach brother preach uh if there is any one thing that i love doing it's my morning routine of taking a shower and the reason why i love taking a shower isn't because i'm a disgusting smelly beast i'm not admitting that i am or not but i thoroughly love my experience with my soap trent now i i love my soap but don't get me wrong i don't sure. love my soap Okay. I want to be right. I want to be clear. I'm I'm all I'm talking about is getting clean. There's nothing dirty here. As a matter right. of fact, uh uh we'll talk about this later. I, I got the vaccination trend. I got my first shot in. But Congrats. that's that's not important. Okay. Uh, I may have been a little late up on Saturday because of that or just general exhaustion. Uh so Sunday for the Easter holiday, I had to do all the yard work so that way the yard would be presentable for the Easter egg hunt for Blair to do. There is right. nothing that feels better in this world after you've done anything, any type yep. of labor, any type of work where, where you've been getting dirty, you've been getting grimy, the exercise, whatever you do. If there is anything that is amazing, it's the feeling of a good shower afterwards, that hot water, the thick lather, a nice creamy soap that gives you that deep down clean feeling. Duke so Cannon Supply Company can do that for you go to netheadsonair.com forward slash duke and you can get free shipping on purchases over 30 bucks i tell you this soap is an amazing soap okay it lathers they got all kinds of amazing scents proceeds of all sales help to support america's veterans so another great reason to use them and hey if soap ain't your thing but you're looking for shampoo or other personal care things including trent beard grooming oh dude Groom it up. Don't look. Don't look homeless. Le learn from my mistakes. Exactly. Get yourself a nice beard comb, but also treat yourself to beard oils and proper beard cleaning products. You don't want to use shampoo on your beard. No. no. Use beard shampoo for your beard. Exactly. Duke Cannon has it. So again, netheadsonair.com forward slash Duke. Help support the show while getting yourself clean. It's just that e easy. Thank you so much. Duke Cannon Supply Company uh, for supporting our troops, for making amazing products and making my morning shower one of the things I look forward to every single day. Yeah, I did. Uh, Trent. Congrats, dude. I man. Yeah, I want to hear about this because I have been trying like a, a monkey trying to impregnate a football to get scheduled for a vaccination and it is just not happening well um it does help that i live in california i live in contra costa county within california to be specific now um shortly after turning 50 years old uh it was the same time literally i think two days or three days afterwards they announced people 50 and over would be eligible for the vaccine so instantly I signed up. Then for a week, 
heard nothing. Then it opened up to like uh, adults, uh, certain ages or certain conditions and all that jazz. So then uh, I went to the exact same form, signed up again, and Denise signed up. The cool thing is my wife and I were able to go get the vaccine on the exact same day at the exact same time. So oh, that nice. was yeah. great. Uh, but, uh, and, and if anybody's wondering, we got Pfizer cause you know, that's the thing now that's the new thing. It's like, Oh, Oh, you got the shot. Which, which one'd you get? Huh? What, what, what was it? Was it Moderna? The Pfizer J and J what'd you get? <laughs> what was it? Did you, I heard there's a Procter and Gamble coming out, huh? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the monopoly shot, Trent. That's what it is. You get the monopoly <laughs> shot now. So, you know, you can get that. Maybe, maybe you can get the Uno edition. No. Um, <laughs> The funny thing, though, is I see a lot of people like on social media recording when they got their shot. But, man, when uh, HIPAA regulations were in full effect where I went, because they were just like no photo, no video, no recording beyond this point. And I'm like, I'm, right. look, I'm not going to compromise getting this free medication. So I'm not going to do a goddamn thing to upset anybody. Um, and, and admittedly, uh, like I said, uh, I, I didn't really I don't really feel that I had any uh, side effects. Um it's hard to tell, though, because they're like the most common thing is headache and uh, you might be tired. And I'm like, so you're describing my Wednesday to me. Yeah, That's I was just going to say, so you're just describing like a typical afternoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I but but I don't know what happened Saturday. Saturday, I had grand plans, but it was also the day to take the dogs to the groomers because bougie. Um, and so uh, we did get up early for that, but I did get a normal night's sleep. And then I felt like I took like two or three naps i just couldn't get motivated i was tired very cranky yeah. apparently uh then we picked the dogs <laughs> up so i didn't get anything done i don't know if it was because of that or not uh but but i will say that other than that no issues no problems no complaints uh the only thing i am a little bit little bitter about is like i said i didn't hear anything and then in the following week they like opened up the floodgates to like 18 and older that's what i think the qualifier yeah. was now 18 and older and i'm like you know i had one silver lining for getting yeah. into the 50s for aging right yeah and you know i had i had one damn thing and that's what you got and as a matter of fact actually i think i i saw a news article contra costa county the one i live in uh the san francisco chronicle had covered it and they're like yeah one bay area county opened it up to 18 plus and now they're overwhelmed because apparently, like the moment they opened it up, it generated thirty thousand requests in the first either day or hour, something like that. Dude, I I believe it. Like like I uh, the the health department here in in the county I'm in uh, is only scheduling out two weeks in advance, mm -hmm. and all the pharmacies in the area are scheduling out a month in advance, and everything's booked. Yeah, and I'm. <laughs> I'm starting to equate it everywhere else. It's probably like when you're uh, nowadays trying to get an appointment at the DMV. Things are so far booked out. Like yep. you have to every morning you got to get up at a certain time to try. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to exacerbate problems here, uh, the the pharmacies, I think, are, are doing a much better job. But the um, the health department is just using uh, I think it's called Jot form which is like this uh, free software or web uh, cloud-based uh, data collecting program. So it's putting you through like four extra clicks to, to get there. And then it'll give you a, a, a miss, a, a false positive on some things. Anyway, it's yeah. Bless their hearts. I, and they're doing the best they can. God bless them. They're, 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 they're doing Galactus's work 
and I appreciate it. I know, man. Uh, I I have the same feeling though, because it was either an Office 365 form that I filled out or a Google form, <laughs> yep. one or the yep. other. But like I said, interestingly enough, I signed up, and then a week later they opened up to more. I just took the opportunity to sign up again because I trust no one. I trust nothing when it comes right. to technology. Denise signed up at the exact same time again. And then we both got the text message notifications or the emails within minutes of one another. So I yeah, have yeah. to wonder if my first sign up even got captured. That's that's what I question at this point. Right. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I don't go back for my next shot, though, I think. So it was last Wednesday that I got it. I don't remember what the day was. But let's just call it the 28th yeah, or the 26th. One or the other. Who cares? Nobody cares. Uh but now the the follow up one isn't until April twenty eighth, and that's I think because of like you said, the number of bookings. Uh, this the place I went was like a, a community center that had been uh, adapted for this, and I overheard uh -huh. one of the people working uh, the location at the time saying that yesterday was the first day that they were uh, they, they were doing it under like the new openings, and they had processed over three thousand people. Holy in the in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised though, because they do it in, in bulks by the half hour and you know, then they just keep moving you in and out. The funny part though is that makes you nervous a little bit, is that you know, there's there's an yeah. observation that's supposed to happen afterwards. So basically they're yeah. like you go into the observation area and they're like, It's self observation. Set a fifteen minute timer. If you get a rash, you feel dizzy, you do this, alert us. Otherwise, Get out, Johnny Q. Public. You're done. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And 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 uh, you know that that's been one of the mis uh, points of misinformation that's that's been out about the vaccine in particular is that for some people anaphylactic shock can happen, but it's not because of this particular vaccine. It's they would probably have that reaction to any sort of injection or or or, or vaccine. Um, in general, so it's and it, it's precaution they take with with any sort of of injection oh, yeah. is to make sure you're okay afterwards. Yeah, certain immunizations, vaccines, or like preventative shots you get when you're going to like third world areas and the like. Uh, some of those shots I know used to be like uh, used to have the same base as uh, elements you find in eggs, so people with an egg allergy would have a reaction to it. Right. Yeah. Um, I uh, thankfully nothing yet, but uh, I'll let you know after the second one, uh, a good friend, uh, advised that you really need to stay hydrated for the second one. So I'm gonna, and Denise, I, in, in to my wife's credit, she, she said the big thing was hydration as well. And so, uh, with the old, uh, jar jar drinks here, I was having, <laughs> I probably drank about two gallons of water leading up in the days leading up to it. And even on the day. So I don't know if hydration helps, but uh, well, well, and I'm just I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there, mm -hmm. okay? Perhaps that might have also led to uh, your your uh, lethargy uh, in in the post days because you you your your body was 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 wanting more water after having so much. Oh no, oh no, Trent! I'm convinced it was the microchip. It was the microchip. Now I haven't gotten my secret web access to my Illuminati materials yet. Um, sure. And and I haven't figured out how to set up auto pay yet, but the tracking chip, uh, I think it was just, you know, probably the adoption of that. Uh, an another point of misinformation, Will, um, folks, 
you would see a microchip. It's the nano chip that we need to be worried about. Oh, those are already there. Those are in the aspirin I take. I'm convinced <laughs> of it. <laughs> right? Um, so anyway, obviously not anti-vax here, uh, fully supported, uh, especially since uh, I think one of the recent articles uh, also announced or a bit of news that came out today, at least for my area, if things keep trending in the state of California the way they have been, we may be able to, while still wearing masks, uh, sure. completely open up by uh, by like mid-July or uh, mid-June or something like June 15th or July 15th, one of the two. Okay. So okay. Uh, that's a good lofty goal. Uh, it's a good target for. Hey, Trent, one other thing. Uh, I don't. Do you have the HBO Max? I'm sorry we keep going over this. Uh, so I, I, I didn't, and I was very reluctant until uh, – the DC app switched over to uh, Marvel style, where it's just comics, and then if you want anything that's multimedia, you got to go to video wise. You got to go to Disney Plus. So I, I bought into the HBO Max at that point, and at first I was a little disappointed. Now, quite happy. Yeah, I um, first of all, did have you watched? I don't know where I'm at, but did you watch the Snyder cut? I haven't yet. No. Okay, fair enough. I have. You know, you really got to have, make sure your gaming arm for the Nintendo Switch is in play, and I think you'll yes, enjoy right. it. Although I admit that I, I made that investment, but I, I think the last five minutes I didn't see, and there's a lot of good reveals there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm a big fan of the Ralph Report, and apparently on that podcast they broke down some of the news that another website had produced, and they're like 10% of the film is slow-mo or something like that. Really? <laughs> Overall runtime, because, uh, you know, Zack Snyder loves it. Slow-mos. Um, he does. Another thing that happened through the holiday weekend uh, with some theaters opening up, uh, because, you know, a lot of these movies are dropping in theaters where available, and right. then uh, in, on HBO Max at home, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong did decent box office uh, for yeah. Pandemic. But honestly speaking, watching it here at home, I got so annoyed at how imbalanced the sound mix is. I've only made oh, it halfway no. through. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, the uh the 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 special effects sounds and everything in the music are really loud. And then it comes yeah. to people talking and it gets really quiet, which, you know, like I said, the tinnitus drives me nuts. So Dude, that that is such a <sighs> That's disheartening for me because I had a lot of high hopes for this movie. And and I mean, you and I are in the same boat of like noticing the audio, right? Like and wh whether it's because we're, we we work with things around audio or our hearing's not as good as it well, used to be. It makes a difference. It, it can make or break a film. Admittedly, I think given the distribution of things, what I suspect is we have got a full 7.1 surround sound mix for the theaters, and then they really didn't do much to re-engineer it for the home. That's my suspicion. Okay. Uh, yep. So I've made it halfway through the film. Honestly speaking, when I watch the rest of it, I will probably be watching it alone because I don't think my family was very... My daughter, uh, Blair, Blair did kind of get interested in it. Um, but, uh, I'm more than likely going to have to listen with the regular volume off and utilizing my Bluetooth headphones, because once it's just stuck in the stereo, yeah. if it comes back that way, okay, then my suspicion about the mix will be confirmed. Um, 
And what uh, just tech wise, uh, what's what's your uh, setup for for surround? Is it a five point one? That's a great question, Trent. Technically, yes, I do have a. I well, actually, technically, it's a five There's no uh, subwoofer Sub, that's attached yeah. to the system. Um, but also, it's not like I've got the world's latest and greatest technology. The house uh, that I own is twenty years old, and the speakers were installed as an option uh, when the house was originally purchased. But then again, uh, you know, that's one of the things that if they're not abused, speakers age very well in a, in a controlled oh, uh, environment. Yeah. There, there's a reason why you can still pick up, um, Technics speakers at over retail price Yeah, from, from 25 years ago, for 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I, I do admit, I would like to add a subwoofer to it because of the way the wiring is in the house. There's a great, uh, and, and because of the ridiculous layout of my family room, uh, we have got this large, uh, L shaped, but curved couch. So there's this big dead zone, but be between the couch, uh, curve and the pony wall. And that's where uh, the wiring yeah. for the subwoofer is too. That would be per yeah, that would fit perfectly there. And, and, and you, you, you throw a, uh, an end table or, or something right there and you're good to go. It, it's, it's behind the curve. Nobody would even, it can just sit oh, back okay. there. I don't care. Yeah, it's no big deal. It's kind of hard to have a, an end table above your subwoofer, though, because if anybody's putting a drink there, that's going to get a little disruptive. Of during, I mean, you know, like that Jurassic Park scene, but like right. action movie applied. Uh, but honestly speaking, uh, just from what I did see, I think the movie is it looks like it's at least enjoyable. I mean, I got halfway through it and. I can, I believe I can see certain elements that they're adding to the plot. The only thing you have to buy into, and I don't know if it applies to anything else that they're trying to make canon because uh, I don't think it was Skull Island, but it was something else, like another King Kong remake that John Goodman was involved in, and they do sample Goodman's voice for like the beginning opening animation sequence where he's referring to, you know, oh, you got to go to that island or something. Is that is that the one with Jack Black? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. Um, Twas beauty that killed the... Anyway, uh, I, I, so I don't know if they're trying to make any of it canon or trying to apply to it, but, you know, there's... There's interesting, the thing you have to buy into is that this is a world that is, it, there is just the existence of these, I can't remember what they refer to it, but there are these Titan apex predators that seem to just keep battling one another, right? And so, and the thing is that they are drawn to one another as well for battle. So like this world we come into, they've been keeping Kong isolated in a way because he and Godzilla are like the last two. And then there's also this genetics corporation that's up to something. And they're also trying to travel to the center of the planet because they believe there's this entire subterranean lost world. And, you know, okay. I, I don't want to say anything else, but I have my suspicions about what the bad genetics or uh, cybernetics com company is doing. Because in the beginning, Godzilla attacks yeah. it. So... I'm just yeah. saying, I'm not saying I've seen it. I'm not saying it's confirmed. I don't know anything about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if I suddenly encounter a man-made Mechagodzilla sometime in this film. So, so this is this is so interesting to me, and I, 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 I'm, I'm going to do some research now because it's really piqued my interest. I am a huge fan of, of the Toho Godzilla um, 
properties, uh, whether it be Jet Jaguar or um, Ultraman or uh, the Godzilla stuff. So it's it's really interesting to me because uh, Universal owns the the King Kong IP, and I believe Toho still owns the Godzilla IP. So I, I would love to see this amalgamation between the two and where it falls into canon uh, be- between both universes. Yeah, I, I again, I have no idea, and I'm sorry I don't know the full history and all the information, uh, but so far, halfway through the film, I've at least enjoyed it. And, but I think that's what, you don't go into this, you know, it, this is an inception. It's not a thinker of a movie, right. okay? Everybody's right. like, I want to see the big lizard and the big monkey go at it. I want to see somebody yep. throwing things. I want to see destruction. I don't know why the girl from Stranger Things is here, but okay, that's interesting kind of thing. Millie Bobby Brown yeah, yeah. is in it. This this is um this is pro wrestling of cinema, right? Where yeah. where you just where you embrace that suspension of disbelief. Yeah, you have to. You just have to. You need to you, it is not the kind of moody you're really supposed to think about. The only thing you hope is they don't drop anything that takes you out of the moment entirely. That's all you're yep. asking for. Yep. Yep, exactly. Like like let, just just let me just let me embrace these two fighting each other exactly because that's all we want so hopefully i'll be finishing it soon but i don't know because honestly speaking i got a bunch of work to do after i i I really approached uh us doing the podcast i'm like you know what i'm just i'm gonna take an hour to myself to to reset my mind and do this because i got other shit to do unfortunately but you know what i also do need to too, trent is i need to uh thank our our uh, supporters on patreon and i want to advise everybody that i I will be recording some some new content for the patreon this month as well i want to once again thank abigail stewart trent i'm wondering since Mm -hmm. this is the first time we have any seen anyone go at the the crazy $20 level, the NetHead Prime level, I believe is what the tier is called. Uh, One of the things that we are going to owe Abigail Stewart, uh, as their screen name is, is a uh, a personal phone call from one of us. And I'm wondering if this is happening because she's into dudes with glasses and beards. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, I I am one who is happily to talk to someone on the phone because I just bought a uh, uh, USB-C headset, not unlike a cheaper version of what I'm wearing now, but it has absolutely changed uh, my tolerance for talking on the phone, which used to be zero to now moderate. We, I just had this discussion with Denise about that. I'm like, it used to be that his outgoing message is like, yeah, you can leave a message if you want, but I'm not going to leave it. You, you, uh, I'm not going to pay attention to it. Text me if you really want to talk to me kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, because I, I and, and I, I think I finally pinpointed down, like I hate, like viscerally hate holding my phone next to my head and I refuse to do speakerphone. And this has, because I've been doing so many conference calls for work, I, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a try. It's changed. It's changed a lot for me. Yeah. As long as you don't, you don't have to do this and you don't have yeah. to like, oh, the Bluetooth's cutting out. No, a nice, good wired headset, good audio. You can't ask for more. So thank you to Abigail Sturt, Eric Welcome, Steve Ashton, Sean Ryan, Ryan Connolly, uh, Zach and Zach Stewart and Bryce, uh, Miranda Janelle, Thomas Townley, Sean Ryan, uh, Dan Hadfield, all of you, thank you so much for being our uh, supporters. Special shout out to you here at the end of the show because we appreciate each and every one of you. 
yeah, I've got a, I got stuff to record about like, uh, stuff that I've received, uh, more random thoughts. I've just, honestly speaking, I've just been overrun with trying to balance work and work and work. It's been the biggest issue. And you're like, well, shithead, you're sitting here recording a podcast. I need a little me time. Okay. Yeah. This, this is, this is will time. This is will taking care of will folks. So thank, thank you for, for, uh, helping out with that. Yes. It's, it's the only way will can take care of will while leaving his pants on. So we thank you very much, uh, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Don't forget, uh, also on the YouTube, check out devotion wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a very familiar sounding announcer on there. The guy is pretty dope and supposedly going to provide us a color commentary from the, uh, which I figure if you can get it done by June 25th, that's like the Christmas or no Chris. Is it Christmas in July? Is that what people always want or refer to? But that that'll actually be good though, because the studio will be a lot uh, more open as we go into the uh, summer semester. Oh, I can only imagine what you're alluding to. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, his studio will will free up for that. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, guys, uh, don't forget Devotion Wrestling. Go to netheadsonair.com for everything. Follow me on TikTok to find out more about the giveaway crap. Or if you're one of our Patreon supporters, you also get to get first dibs on hearing about it. Although, with Patreon, we cannot have a giveaway or allude to a giveaway because that constitutes gambling, which they don't allow, even though it's no purchase necessary. I don't understand. but uh, Yeah, because I think if you followed sweepstakes rules you would be okay. Well, all I know is their business, whatever. Yeah. For other stuff, it's going to be a little less complex. Definitely not going to be as drawn out because I was not as diligent, surprisingly enough with, uh, adding like, uh, potentials to earn new entries. Although, you know, of those 3,753 people that generated over 15,000 fricking entries for that robot. Again, congratulations, Travis, uh, on your win. And, uh, thank you very much. Uh, to each and every one of you listening right now, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, without uh, further ado, time to wrap it up. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. And we will be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. Oh. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. I still get thrown. I I I come like, wait, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh, hey, that's why me. am I I'm not speaking? Why why do I hear myself? What's happening? Why am I speaking when I'm not speaking? I don't understand. The great Will Wilkins. Um uh, Trent, I gotta tell you uh two things. One, uh Trent uh not you, sharing with the audience. One of the things, yeah. the interesting things that Trent shared after the show last week. We'll hit on that in a second. But part of the reason why I'm so stressed out is uh, I accidentally bought an iPad. Don't ask how that accidentally happens. Uh, hey, with, happens the best. With the Apple Pencil. And uh, I finally started using digital, uh, like a digital uh, organizer software similar to the old Franklin Planner. And it really, yeah. it's made me 100% more effective, but it also made me open my eyes to all the crap I need to get done, which is terrifying. Right, um, yeah. Nothing funny or entertaining there for the stinger, but I do want to say, uh, in relation to the stinger, 
last week you made an amazing revelation about no matter what dog you have now, because we've been doing podcasting together for over 10 years. Share the little anecdote for people. Yeah, it is. It, I don't know what it is. And and so so I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Uh, whenever we're wrapping up the show, like whether it's been, you know, Sherman, Michael, Sarah or now Lurch, the dog pops up and is like, OK. Time, time to go. I know you're wrapping up. And I don't know. It, it, it must be something in the way I'm like my body position or the cadence or or pitch of my voice or whatever it is, because like right now, uh, you know, you can see him popping in and out right now. Lurch, he's ready to get out of here. I figured it out. Do you want to know the what? answer? Yes. It's that dance you do during this. The sip thing. Shit. I'll bet you're right. You're goddamn right. I will, because dog, dogs. Oh, sorry. Because dogs. No, 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 that's the end. That's it. No, no, it's, yeah, because dogs pick up on stuff like that. It's the same. Anytime yep. I just stand up at my desk, Winston will get up and he'll move to the door because he's like, oh, now is the point we do. So I think it's, I think it's your dance moves. It's I your moves and your swagger, my friend. That's the answer. Yeah.